Hi, family. I'm a little bit nervous, but rebuke that in Jesus' name. It's good. Um, so when I um, was asked to talk about Dream It, I really just prayed on it, and God just revealed something so amazing in my heart. And um, so basically, I'm just going to share that. And um, <clears throat> okay, so um, so if we think of dreaming, dreaming is to imagine and visualize something in full. It's to believe in something and to picture it. And when we believe in something, we're having full faith in God that he'll provide this for us. So um, when I was praying about it, God really showed me that he's got, he's got each of us this amazing plan for our 2018. And he said it's so important that they align their dreams and their plans with my dreams and my plans for them. And um, so when you look at his plans... He says um, in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. And um, I just feel like this is just such an amazing promise. This is his plans for us, plans to prosper us, to give us hope and a future. And um, when I was praying about it, I just saw this like vision. It was like of each person. So he has Reuben, and he's sat down and spent time detailing Everything about Reuben's year. These are these amazing plans and blessings and things that I want to do for Reuben. And then he goes, you know, the next person and does that. So he's got your plans and these amazing dreams and blessings already set out. It's just that we need to align our thoughts and almost like receive that, take that from him, you know. Um, so there's plans for prosperity. <laughs> um I do think it's important to know as well, though, that the, the devil wants to blur your vision, and um, he wants to steal your hope and your joy. He wants us to feel hopeless and worried about our year and our future. He wants us to feel worried about our marriage and get stuck in a rut and think, oh, we've struggled for so long. Will it remain the same? And our finances, you can get so used to being broke that it's like you actually can't even ever imagine you'd get out of that, that um, hardship. And... Um, um, but in John 10, 10, so Jesus says, um, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But then the best bit, he goes on to say, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And I just feel like that is so powerful. We need to claim that promise and hold that because when the devil decides that he wants to come and lie to us or steal things from our year, we need to be able to rebuke that and say, no, Jesus told me that it's going to be a prosperous year, and he's come so we can have life and live it to the full. Um, so I just really want you guys to all join with me this year in standing our ground against the devil, rebuke his lies, and um, that he's told us of hopelessness, and, um, and then claim the promises that God has got for us, and the joy and the hope back. Um, someone spoke last week, was it Daniel, um, about that it's not about just claiming your joy, but holding on to it, and we need to do that. This is a precious thing that God has given us, these, all these promises that he's given us, and when we get them, we need to hold on to them, because it's just how he intended it to be for us. Um, I was hanging out with one of my girlfriends recently, and she was saying to me, oh, how long have you guys been married for? And I said, seven years, and she said, oh, no, the seven-year itch, and I was sort of like, I don't know if you guys have heard that, but I think it's like when you're like a bit ha with each other, you're a bit like... So, I don't know, the passion's gone or whatever and a bit, you know, a bit off. 
And, um, but I, I didn't, you know, I turned around and thought, I said, don't speak that over my life. My marriage is, this is going to be the best year that we've ever had. Like, I know this. I've already claimed this. The, you know, the t time ticked over and I'm saying this is going to be the best. This is going to be, we're going to just be so on fire together this year. Um, and then I met up with Mal and she was talking about like numbers in the Bible. And then at church last week, Ruth was talking about numbers. So I thought, better look it up. Number seven in the Bible, about the seventh year, it means com completeness or divine perfection. So I'll claim that, thank you very much, over my marriage. And I just know that it's like, this is God's will for us. And why does the devil put in these silly things like seven year itch? Because he knows how powerful my seventh year is going to be. He's scared. He's scared of what we're going to achieve. So he's getting in my ear trying to be like, oh no, you know. So we just need to rebuke that. And I'm claiming seven years of completeness and divine perfection. I also know that, <laughs> that we've been through hardships and we've overcome those things. So through God, by giving, praying about it and giving it up to God, where you are so hopeless that you know that you can't, you can't work a way around this. So you, all you can do is give it to God and then he swoops in and he rescues you because he knows that his plan for your marriage is like absolute prosperity. Yeah. Um, so I'm, oh, who was this? Sorry. Ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, um, at Arise Conference as well, there was a guy, um, Pastor Pringle, I don't know, <laughs> Philip Pringle, um, and he said, he said, there is an anointing that comes out of adversity that enables us to overcome anything that gets thrown at that thing. So I know that through the trouble that we've gone through and the hardship we've gone through, say in our marriage, that because we gave it over to God and he, he has helped us with that, he's lifted us up. Now that's an anointed space. So not only is that going to be a blessed area, like super blessed, but it's going to be an area where we can actually bless other people now. So I'm just like, I'm just so excited for this year and what we can do with that. So I'm claiming our marriage is going to be a really blessed area. So we need to all, um, you know, God has amazing plans for all of us. So it's about us all committing our plans and our dreams to his, um, to his, his will. Thank you. So actually, when I was praying as well, I really, in part of this like amazing revelation that God gave me is that I didn't just see this for my marriage, but I actually saw it for every marriage here. I'm seeing people who are having marriage troubles. I see them married so happy. You know, I see like people who have been through hardship and they're like, financial positions and stuff like that. I see them coming into like, you know, financial freedom where you just don't need to worry about that or anything like that. I see people being healed. I see the grips of addictions that have come over our families just being smashed out in the name of Jesus. And I see, I see things like depression and anxiety just being absolutely blown away. They can't touch us anymore. And um, I also see my family and friends who are not yet saved. I can see them with their arms high worshiping God. This is like a real vision. It's so amazing. So I'm claiming that. And I know this is truth because he doesn't give me anything other than truth. So I know this is the truth. I'm going to grip onto this. And I know that this is God's will for us. He says, he told us to pray that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And even that just blows my mind. Heaven is perfect. His will for heaven is perfect love, joy, peace. And he's saying, pray for that on earth. This is my will for on earth. So I'm just receiving that for all of us right now. Um, I just get blown away by that verse. Um, and he wants us to dream big miracles exactly as he's planned for our year to be like. 
we need to remember our place in Christ, that we're royalty. We are the sons and daughters of the Most High King. So we don't need to accept anything less than this. And he will use things like from being fearful in the home. I'm using my home now to run a life group. We're women. We're just so touched by God. He just, there's like a hedge of protection around us. We are so like, oh, it's just, God is just moving in there. You know, if you feel um, hopeless in your marriage, he's going to use that to be one of the strongest places in your life and a place where you can bless other people's marriages, financial positions, that he will change you so that you're not under a grip of struggle anymore and you're just free of that. Um, and I really am believing for these things, and I really encourage you guys to as well, because I know he was saying, it is so important they know the plans I have for them this year. They need to take this. He just wants it so much because he just loves us so much. Um, I've got a few more of his promises. Matthew 6, 31, your needs are covered. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Romans 10.9, you're set free and you're saved. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. It's as simple as that. John 14.27, anxiousness is not for you. I am leaving you a gift, peace of mind and peace of heart. And the peace I give, uh, give you is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Psalm 91, 4, 14, sorry. I was going to do the whole of Psalm 91 because it's just so good. But um, <laughs> because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And I just think it's really important we get these promises ingrained in our brains, activate them, use them, know them, you know, and claim them because that's his will for us. So this is his truth, and I just really think it's important that we receive it. Important you know that how loved you are and how amazing the plans he has, the plans to prosper you. He makes it really clear for 2018. So just if we can all receive them together, because I'm not going to settle for anything less, and I encourage you guys not to as well. But yeah, God is so good. So let's just get our plans aligned with his plans this year. Amen. Amen. <laughs> awesome. Let's get a big hand clap for Charlotte again. Awesome. Those are some words to live by. Amen. Hey, I just want to, um, I'm really inspired by that because I tell you what, uh, this, is a, this is a big year uh, for myself and my wife, as you just saw, we've just been anointed and set aside to um, be worship directors this year, and um, marriage is a real key point for this year, I feel. Marriage is where uh, the enemy is going to try and take a foothold in your lives, and marriage is where God is going to take a stand for you this year. Amen. So um, I'm, this isn't part of my word this morning, but I'm just so inspired by uh, what you shared this morning, Charlotte, and I think it's so relevant uh, that I, if, if you guys don't mind, I just, want to, I just want to get you guys to be real bold right now. I want, I want those who are married, who are believing in the best year of their marriage this year, I want you guys to just raise your hand with me, and I want to pray with you, and this prayer is for me as well. Yeah, that's right. I want you to believe for the best year this year, 2018. So here we go. Just, just 
believe this and receive this with me. God, we just believe this year, 2018, the year of reward is for our marriage this year, Father. We believe that this year is the best year, that the plans that you have for us this year are to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future. And this year, that our marriage, that me with my wife or me with my husband, whoever you are, that you will walk together side by side, footstep by footstep, taking ground for the kingdom of God this year, and that the blessings will pour out from the windows of heaven for our marriage this year, Father. We believe in breaking chains for our marriage this year, breaking chains of uh, finances, breaking chains of addiction, breaking chains of, of hurt, mistrust. Father, this year we lay it all at your feet. And we ask you to just turn it around, and this year will be the best. We claim it now in Jesus' mighty name, and all the married saints said, Amen. 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 So awesome. Marriage, such a powerful place to serve from. And uh, I am truly excited to see what God is going to do with the Ruatoto marriage this year and for the years to come, because you guys are a power couple in the kingdom of God. Amen. You guys are awesome, and your gift for sharing should not be neglected. Fan that into flame, because uh, you, you have a powerful gift there God's given you, and He is going to bless so many with it. Amen. I believe that. Claim it. All right. Ephesians 3. I just want to read to you this scripture that God gave me, um, and along with it, He said to me, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. Who knows that we serve a God who is limitless? limitless. And that when we, as Charlotte said, it's as easy as speaking with your mouth and believing in your heart and you are saved. Once you do that, God becomes part of you. You become part of Him. You are part of His family. He actually comes down and He lives in you. And, uh, and later on after this message, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that if you've never done it before. It's as easy as saying a prayer. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open that up to you later on. But I just want to read this to you. God said, don't be limited by yourself. Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. I'm going to read the whole lot, and then we're going to take it apart. So when I think of all this, this is the Apostle Paul. He's writing to uh, the Ephesians in a letter. And he says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with the inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust Him. That's what we're talking about, salvation. As you trust Him, He will come and make His home in your hearts. God will make His home in your hearts as you trust Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete. And we heard that word with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, and this, this verse has, has been read a lot during this, uh, this series. I've been listening to them online. Now, all glory to God who is able, through His mighty power at work within us, 
to accomplish infinitely. Somebody say infinitely. Infinitely. That's big. More than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You know what? I think that sometimes we can be a little childlike with our dreams. I know that um, when... (laughs) Actually, I just got this, I got this image before when I was reading over my word, and I remembered when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, I had this fascination with, um, with swords, and I would pick up any stick you like, and I would turn it into a sword, and I imagined that I was the greatest ninja, I was the greatest samurai, and nothing could defeat me with this sword in my hand, and I used to, I had, a, I had an awesome imagination, eh? I, my imagination's got me into trouble, I tell you, but... I used to imagine that one day I was like this chosen one, right? I don't know if anyone else has had this or if I'm just embarrassing myself here, but I imagine one day that I was this chosen one and one day all of a sudden I would get this sword and this sword was unstoppable, and it would carve through anything in its path, and I would instantly, I, didn't, I knew nothing about swords, I didn't really know how, how to use them, but I would instantly be a sword master, and, and all of a sudden, when I got the sword, things would come at me like evil things, and that I would defeat them, and I'd be this great warrior, and uh, I used to imagine this when I was a kid, and I got this revelation this morning that the Word says, this is a sword. This is the sword. And I realized that this morning. And here I am sharing the word, which is the sword, the sword of the Spirit. And there are things that come at me in my life. There are things that come at me, like we're talking about marriage. There are things that come at me in my marriage. There are things that come at me in my walk. There are things that come at me when I'm preparing to share the word of God. And this is what I fight it off with. And this thing carves through everything. I don't know if you've ever used this in your life, but I'm encouraging you right now that if there is something that is coming up against you, you take this sword, you take it out of its scabbard, whatever cover, fancy cover you bought online to protect your Bible and make it look nice, you take it out of its scabbard and you throw the Word of God at whatever it is in your life that is bringing you down. Because I tell you what, that Word of God, it cuts through everything, everything. Nothing can stand in your path, but I digress. (laughs) We can be childlike in our dreams. I tell you, my dream when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, the biggest dream I could summon, the biggest dream I could summon was that I would come across 20 bucks, and you know what I would do with that 20 bucks? I would take it to the corner store at Harudu Falls up the top of the hill uh, where, where we were living at the top of York Road. And I would go and get 20 bucks worth of kablooies. And I would eat kablooies until I was spitting blue for a week. <laughs> Praise God that I am not the master of my destiny. Amen. 
And I think we can be childlike. It says there in Ephesians, what I read before, 3.20, now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us, within us, to accomplish infinitely more that we might ask or think. Praise God that He can accomplish infinitely more than me spitting blue with a blue tongue for a week. Infinitely more. He can take whatever you have and multiply it infinitely. So I am encouraging you, do not limit yourself. Do not limit yourself because the God that we serve, the God that we serve is limitless. You know, they did a movie called Limitless and this guy took this pill and all of a sudden his entire brain was, was activated and he was able to do all these massive calculations. Has ever, anybody seen that movie? It's a good movie, eh? And it, but he was, inf- he was able to just infinitely um, calculate anything immediately. And uh, he became like the smartest guy on earth. And um, yeah, and, and what he did with that was he managed to earn himself a lot of money. But um, I'm telling you, the limitless, that's, that's the limitless that we could come up with, you know, is this world, something in this world. Money is the first thing that comes to mind for most people. But I tell you what, God's plan for you is, first of all, for more than just yourself, for more than just your marriage, for more than just your family, for more than just your community. God's plan in your life is for you to bless so many people and to, and to build His church in such a way that, that nothing can stand in the way of it. I tell you what, if and, and we, we are not meant to understand all of what God has for us. It says in there that we couldn't even comprehend it. And I tell you why, because if someone came to me five years ago and said to me, Reuben, in five years, you're going to be standing up in a church preaching the gospel, I would have said something that I'm not allowed to say right now. And I would have walked and run and sprinted as far as I could in the opposite direction. Praise God, I didn't see what God had for me. Praise God, I didn't fully understand what He had for me. And praise God that the journey He took me on for the last five years equipped me and empowered me to do what I'm doing now. And praise God, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come for each and every one of us. The best is yet to come. It says in Ephesians 3.17, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. This is so important because without a solid foundation in Christ, when the storms come, you are going to blow over. You might be able to withstand one, two, or three storms in your life. Something is going to blow you over. But I tell you here, and it says in John 14, 23, all who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of us. What happens when the Father comes and makes His home in you? You have access to what Ephesians 3, 16 says, His unlimited resources. I don't know what kind of flatmates you're living with, but I bet they don't have unlimited resources. I've lived with some flatmates that couldn't even pay the rent, but God is like the best flatmate you could ask for. He is the best housemate, and He wants to come with His Son and live 
in your heart. He wants to make his home with you. And that comes through accepting him as your Lord and Savior. When he comes to live in you, you have the power in you to overcome and achieve what is beyond anything you could ask for, what is beyond anything you could imagine, what is beyond anything that you could dream. Amen. Let your, group, your roots grow deep in Him. In Colossians 2.7, it says, let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Who here this morning is not feeling like they're overflowing with thankfulness? Who's not feeling like they are blessed in the ways that they need to be or want to be? Here's the key to it. Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. He is the Word. Let your lives be built on Him. If you're feeling shaky, get into the Word. Get to know your foundation. Get to know your flatmate. Get to know your father and dig your roots deep. And I guarantee you that when the storm comes, like Charlotte was saying, we will go through challenges. But it is from those challenges, abiding in Christ, that we are empowered to go through even more. That we are empowered to achieve even more. And I, I'm thinking... But where I'm at at the moment doesn't look like a place that I can spring from into amazing abundance. Where I am at the moment, I am barely paying my bills. Where I am at the moment, I am suffering from addiction. Where I am at the moment, it doesn't look like I'm the man to do this job. God can't use me. But I tell you, this letter that Paul wrote, he wrote from imprisonment. These words come from a place of little hope. But Paul understood that his roots were not in who he was. His roots were not in a prisoner. His roots were not in his affliction or his addiction or his financial position. His roots were deep in the Father. His roots were deep in Jesus Christ. And he knew even from this place God could bless others. And that's exactly what he did through this letter. We know that Joseph, when Joseph was given a dream that all his family would bow down to him, that wasn't the end of it. He went through some stuff. He was thrown in a pit. He was sold to slavery. He was sent to jail. And each time he took the situation he was in on the foundation of who he was in God, and he turned it around, or God turned it around for good. Because I tell you what, God had things for him to do. And I'm telling you right now, God has things for you to do. And your situation you see yourself in, he's not interested in you staying there. Amen. So I want to give you the opportunity, like I said before. I want you, as Paul wrote, to experience the love of Christ. Though it's too great to understand fully. So I want to give that opportunity. I don't want to let this opportunity go. I want to give that opportunity for you. If you have never asked Jesus to come and abide with you, if you have never asked Jesus 
to be your Lord and Savior. And if you are struggling to try and work something out of this life through your own power, I want to give you this opportunity right now. I'd like to ask everybody to close their eyes and bow their heads. This is not a name and shame thing. This is a pivotal moment in someone's life right now. This is where it changes for you. This is where it changes. If you're feeling him knock on the door of your heart, and if something that either me or myself, myself or Charlotte has shared this morning is resonating with you, and you have never given your life to Christ, I want you to be bold in this moment and lift your hand so I can pray with you. Lift your hand right now, and if I don't see you, wave it around. That's it. Praise God. Praise God. Lift your hand high. Be bold in this moment. Be bold in this moment because He can change your life. Lift your hand. I'm just going to leave it for another minute there. And if you have walked away from God, I tell you what, one thing is for sure. God doesn't go anywhere. If you have given your life once before, but you feel like you you need to come back to Him. You need to come back to His family. You need to remember the promises He has for your life. I want you to lift your hand now and pray this prayer with me as well. Lift your hand high. Be bold about this. Be bold about this. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. And I'd just like all the church to pray this prayer with me. And you pray it along with me, you that lifted your hand. Dear Father, Lord, I have wandered, but now I seek you. Father, I ask you to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. I recognize that you died for me and that you were raised from the dead. You are the Son of God. And I take you as my Lord and Savior. Right now, my life has changed. In Jesus' name, amen.